0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, episode number 39, The Dark Knight. I'm Gav. I'm Dave. I'm Alex. And I'm Austin. And uh, just like The Dark Knight, we're the podcast that Liverpool deserves but not the one that it needs right now. (laughs) 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 That sounded a lot better when I wrote it down earlier. It just makes sense in the film uh, either. Yeah, no. (laughs) Shots fired fired very early on. Okay, so if you've never heard this uh, show before, essentially we take a film and we put it on trial. There'll also be a load of other things like uh, quizzes, banter, songs, terrible impressions, a caption contest, and a whole host of other hilarious (laughs) shenanigans. But before we go on to the bulk of the show... We're going to do something that we do every week, which is talk about the news. <laughs> every fucking week, man. And <laughs> <laughs> I either need a bigger phone or I need smaller fingers. So Smaller, smaller fingers. Yeah, which, whichever's going to you know, happen first. Anyway, so what we do here is we all go around in a circle and we talk about the most newsworthy topics of the week. So, without further hesitation... Uh, Alex, what is your piece of news for the week?
1: My piece of news for the week is that uh, David Chase, who um, created The Sopranos, has just come out that possibly they're going to make a prequel to The Sopranos and it's going to be a movie. It's going to be about the Newark riots, Newark riots that happened in the 60s. And he's saying that, you know, because it's in Newark and it's, you know, in New Jersey where The Sopranos was set, there will be some sort of characters that will probably I don't know, I'm not, I don't think obviously it'll be, because it's in the 60s, it won't be people from the show, but it'll be, you know, same families and things that are involved in it. So it's it's kind of a prequel set in the same world as The Sopranos. I'm super excited because I loved everything about The Sopranos apart from the last half season.
0: Ah, see, now the, you, you um, spoke about it in more detail, that actually sounds like it could be alright. So before you just said prequel to The Sopranos, and I thought like, mm, that's going to be shit. But, oh, no, it's not like a young Tony Soprano.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, no, it's not like building that. Building
0: his empire, you know. No,
1: it's, it, it's, it's based in the backdrop of Newark
0: riot, New riots, so... Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You're for it now? I, I am, yeah. Um, I, th- I think, as you said, I reckon there'll be characters like a young Paulie in it, though. Yeah. Uh, and I reckon it'll end probably with because uh, i reckon tony sopranos well the soprano family will be like central to the film and they'll be like a bit with a young tony soprano at the end where it's like oh hey you're gonna be next i can't see david chase being that heavy-handed <laughs> he's he's a masterful storyteller i can't wait I can't apart from wait. the second half of the last
1: series he he, he did enough he did enough <laughs> it, just the first season alone would have been enough to make him an absolute master of tv and uh, yeah
0: so, uh, I'll see I'll, I'll, I'm not going to ask you, have you ever seen The Sopranos? No, I've never seen The Sopranos. Obviously, okay. Yep. Uh, have you? Yeah, I have, yeah. We had a long debate about it the other day, which is better, Sopranos or Breaking Bad. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> um, but, right, so for me, the, one of the greatest things about The Sopranos was <laughs> the cast. Um, so, it, the, 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 the cast and the performances every single week were just so gripping that they made you keep on watching. Well, obviously, the storytelling, the direction, everything was brilliant, but yeah, the, the music cast was, incredible was, it was, in it was well. in, integral to it. So... Um, do you think they're going to have a hard time finding a cast that is is as good or better than the TV series?
1: No, I th- like, a lot of the cast was pulled. W- w- once you start watching gangster movies of the last twenty or thirty years, bits of those casts pop up in The Godfather, pop up in pretty much every gangster film that's been made. Uh, Donnie Brasco, there's, they're, they're, they're all over. So I, I don't know. No, I think they've got good. The, the cast in The Sopranos was brilliant. I mean, one of my favourite characters, I didn't even... read. It's Steve Van Zandt from... Um, what's Bruce... Dave the street band the e-street band <laughs> well done Dave <laughs> 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 I am Dave B there <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know I think the casting was absolutely inspired so you know it'll be the same people he have worked with on the show so I don't think they'll have a pro- there's a lot of talent out there yeah it's a new set in
0: New York they'll, they'll be fine for talent I think uh, if uh, I know it wouldn't happen but just if I had Joe Pantoliano in it that you know I just think anything with Joe Pantoliano oh, is just he's so, so great. good in the, he is in so that, good isn't, that, isn't he in, yeah. yeah
1: in the Sopranos especially
0: oh hey hey uh, so if, any, if nobody's watched that, just go onto YouTube and type in Joe Pantliano at Sopranos, make sure you put Sopranos because you don't want baby's day outfit uh, popping up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, right. So, uh, my piece of news for the week is that, uh, the rumor is swirling around that Danny Boyle may direct the new Bond film, Bond 25 later this year, if only, uh, only if he approves and signs off on the script. Mm. So what do people reckon to uh, Danny Boyle as his Bond director? yeah let's give him a shot i think
2: i think he'd do a good job he's a pretty good director and if he's uh refusing to sign on to the project without having seen the script first you know he wants to get it give his consent i think the guy he knows what he's doing yeah I think. and it'll be a if he does sign on i think we could all breathe a little easier knowing chances are it's half decent script
1: yeah definitely Damn, sam mendes won't be going anywhere near it again
0: <laughs> was, yeah. was it really that bad spectre yeah, yes. it was awful. Yes, Well I, awesome. I, I wouldn't know. I watched it in Russian, in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> but in it was Russia. so formulaic and knew what was going on anyway. <laughs> right, Ozzy, um your opinions. Have you seen many Danny Boyle films? No, I, 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 <laughs> I, might, I might have done, but I, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't think I have. Okay, Wait, okay. no, you look,
3: uh, Train Spotting. Is that Danny Boyle? Yeah, I've seen Train Spotting. I've seen Train Spotting many times actually. There you so, go. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's there. You go. I've awesome. seen a Danny Boyle
1: film. Oh, well done, man. He's yep. never quite <laughs> recreated Train Spotting. Oh, I don't, ooh, I don't know. Gone. I'm saying that half, not really
0: knowing. Sure <laughs> uh, well, well. Um, Shallow Grave. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, I also really liked Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, that was good. Uh, uh, I wasn't such a big fan. No. And trance was pretty shit. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like trance. To be honest, didn't make any sense. Is, is this what we're just doing? Just listening to Danny to- <laughs> I like that one. So I do like not like not? that one. I like that one. Anyway, okay, let's break away from from this uh, right now for a bit of you know. <laughs> that's right can you smell what the rock is cooking
3: aussie <laughs> yes i can and uh, this week the rock <laughs> has uh, a set a release date for rampage in china and it's going to coincide <laughs> with the release date everywhere else in the world apparently so 13th of april
1: Oh, uh, yeah 13th of april
3: 13th of april this year he's gonna bring out rampage well he's pushed pushed if not him it? The, the, yeah the,
0: the, the executives have pushed it forward because um the uh, avengers infinity film infinity war has been pushed forward so they were like shit we're not competing yeah, against that, that. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no films are coming out in that two weeks basically i don't think i i, I watched the trailer to rampage and i like a like, gav showed it me and the first like for, for the first two minutes i was like oh right they're rocking like a buddy gorilla movie I mean, where he's <laughs> yeah. just like you know he's looking after him i guess you know some naughty hunters are gonna come and get him and the rock's gonna help him in the end it's like no no
0: no <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> not, no, no, gonna that's not what that <laughs> film was it changes
1: quite dramatically and becomes just monsters like godzilla basically doesn't it, it, it the monkey gets bigger and bigger and bigger so i kind of have to see it now after that trailer i probably wouldn't have watched it if it was just a buddy gorilla movie but yeah, the trailers. Um, I'll have to.
0: Yeah, uh, th- there's no way. I was, I was, I was describing it, I was, like, giving like a brief synopsis in work today to a couple <laughs> of people, and they were like, "Oh my god, that film sounds like it's just going to be brilliant." But in like a really kind of like, it's going to be so bad that it's going to be great. But I think it's just going to be so great. It's going to be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I found it hard to follow your train of thought there.
0: But <laughs> right, like, like, yeah, right, honestly, no, nobody's going to go into rampage like expecting Shakespearean esque monologues. You know, the people are going to know that there's going to be a lot of CGI. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of things exploding and blowing up and getting knocked over. You know, everything, just... everything, Godzilla should have been like like right, okay right it, it is is a very very a brief, recent brief synopsis <laughs> giant gorilla versus giant wolf in new york city with the rock you know what and i mean and, and the rock a grenade launcher <laughs> <Yeah. as well. laughs>
3: And, and making an incredible jump is that the same film oh no, no that's, that's a different uh, one skyscraper if yeah, only
0: yeah. they put that jump in i know you should have mixed mixed <laughs> Mix for two yeah. don't, don't worry man the rock will jump <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> made the rock will jump um yeah so uh, so is everyone looking forward to it T- dave yeah,
2: yeah I, I guess i, I mean, guess lo- uh, looking
1: forward is
0: a strong word
2: apprehensive but, anyway. but i do want to see it let's put it that way
1: i
0: do want to see it. it's definitely going
1: to be entertaining yes yeah well, either I, way it can't not be from the trailer
0: well uh okay so thank you very much guys um just quickly uh just to finish off the news we think about introducing a new little section to uh to the podcast here where we uh, talk about films that make us feel or uh (laughs) film feels feeling films well you know what we haven't figured out the title but uh, we've got some music Hang on so just just that films makes
2: that- me feel afraid <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: films that just make us feel make, make us feel <laughs> something uh you know not like the sort of robotic beings that we are after watching like 14 million films each apart from ozzy who just seems to have watched training uh train <laughs> spot on 14 million times
4: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, so so this week is the turn of dave uh, and dave uh, what film do you like to watch to um make yourself feel upbeat so kind of improve your mood what, what would you say that you film would watch
2: it, it's funny it's quite a bizarre choice to be honest with you i re- if i'm a little down if i'm just looking to chill out i watch where eagles there <laughs> which for those who don't know is yeah. essentially richard burton and clint eastwood in a chateau in world war ii slaughtering nazis just and something about and... <laughs> it just just cheers me right up i don't know what it is it's just <laughs> no, I,
1: I i do get it i think I do, I do see where dave's coming from you know i, I think it's just a good old-fashioned adventure romp isn't it you know it's not romp romp yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, sounds that's like romance it in the stone <laughs>
0: <laughs> i yeah. mean
1: yeah uh, it's yeah. very dave it's typical where eagle's there yeah I, I, <laughs> I, I,
2: it really does cheer me up i don't know what it is it's just yeah it's a great plot it's just about complicated enough you know it's beautifully shot it's got a great score great cast it, i've got to point out it's based on an alistair mclean novel so it is actually a lot more intricate plot wise than people may give it credit for at first think it's just a world war Two shooter if you're not paying attention you will lose what's going on it is actually more intricate and well thought out so it's uh just a cracking film really
1: Richard Burton's just a lot of fun to watch as well, isn't it? I mean, he he, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if he's brilliant in it, but he's, he's always great in, yeah. it, in anything he's in. Even, he does he's, exactly overestimate him. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
2: And so does Clint Eastwood, for that matter. It's like, we need someone surly to gun down a load of Nazis. It's like, oh, Clint's stood over there by the bar not doing anything. Let's get him on set. He'll <laughs> do. He'll
0: do. Yeah. If anybody saw that kind of footage of him having a one-way discussion with himself when he interviewed the Oh, God,
1: no, don't, no, don't. I know that, that is the
0: definition of a silly old man on a, on, uh,
1: honestly that was just it for me and clint and you know i could yeah. sort of take you know yeah he's republican and you know we've all got different views but when he did that it was just like oh no yeah, no the I think, last sorry. i really loved him sorry
0: guys sorry, sorry. I,
2: I will just remember him from where Eagles yeah. <laughs> I think
4: that's it. That,
2: that's it that's about it i may let in a few of his older films but yeah that'll stop there
0: well thank you very much dave and uh, thank you very much everyone else for the news Oh, that's better. Hey, better. Got it there. Well better. done. Better. Practice makes perfect. I, I'm growing my nails now, so I can use them instead of my fingers because they're significantly thinner. <laughs> so after 38 episodes, you'll crack it someday. Guys,
4: <laughs> I can't wait to come in
0: next week and see you with like Howard Hughes nails. <laughs> um okay right so uh, as i said earlier if you've never heard this show before basically we take a film and we put it on trial it is completely randomized we pull it out of the hat so this week is the dark knight so uh, the roles are also randomized and this week in the role of prosecution is going to be alex Hello. and his role is to uh, try and condemn the film to the shit list In the role of defence is going to be my good self. And my role is to essentially try and get the film placed on the hit list. There's also going to be Captain Dave, who is going to be acting as the character witness, who's going to basically give his genuine opinion and throw some weight behind either side of the argument. And then in the role of judge is Austin. Austin has the most important role because he's going to listen to both arguments and decide which list the film should be placed on based solely on the arguments that are put to him and not using his own opinion. So to give the listeners a bit of an idea as to what this film is about, if they're, you know, the 1% of people who've never seen this film, uh, Alex, it's your turn. With we thought we'd freshen it up and, you yes. know, try a few different roles. Give again. Um, so yeah. Alex, it's your turn to read out the synopsis. Uh, Okay, uh, what well, so would you like? I would Bane. like... as Bane? Bane? Bane's not in this one. Oh, <laughs> have you Have you? <laughs> honestly not seen any films? No, no, I've seen it. Um, uh, well, okay, right, an easy one, easy one. Uh, uh, Bale's Batman.
1: Bale's Batman. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Hang okay. On. <clears throat> hang on. When the menace known as the Joker emerges from his mysterious past, he wreaks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham, and the Dark Knight must accept one of the greatest psychological and physical tests of his ability to fight injustice.
0: Brilliant. (laughs) Thanks. Brilliant? Was it alright? You were getting really into it, man. Well,
1: you know... Go, you know, go big or go home.
3: That's that's the most animated I've seen you in ages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, man. I feel alive. I wish I Uh, had my phone with me. That would have been a great Instagram. Honestly, I I haven't seen you that red since uh, Austin put Gattaca on the shit list.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... uh, Just just to finish that thought off, you've watched it recently, haven't you, Ozzy? Gattaca. uh, Gattaca, yeah, I watched it
3: uh this week what did you think yeah. i actually really enjoyed so it <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, do you think that it's going to change your life austin uh, uh, it could easily do in it, no, you though. it already yeah. Had. Yeah. <laughs> okay so without further hesitation um austin uh, would you like to kick off proceedings please yes okay so
3: you both understand how this works now we're 39 episodes in <laughs> and so. um i'd like it to be as clean a fight as possible let's not have any low blows i don't want anything represent even even close to how we dealt with leon that was pretty dirty <laughs> so, um,
1: so let's try and keep it clean but who would like to go first i'll go yeah okay fire away okay um so my main point I, i've always had a little bit of a problem with the dark knight and uh, part of the problem is i know it's it's People go on and on about The Dark Knight, especially, you know, like when you're talking about films, they'll go, Oh, yeah, but have you seen The Dark Knight? It's amazing. And I've just never felt so. And I've always felt a little bit out in the cold with The Dark Knight. I just see a lot of flaws in it, like massive amounts of flaws in it. And I just think it's massively overrated. I really do. Uh, the main thing, when I was watching it recently, and I was like, well, you know, there's so much for me, personally, to just have a go at this film about. But the main thing is just its tone. And it's a, and it's a famous quote in the in, in the um, movie. And it's just, why so serious? Like, and I know that, you know, the Joker says that all the way through it. But why is this film so serious? Why is it so sombre and so bleak? And so, to be honest, just up its own arse throughout the entire film, you know. At the end of the day, I know there's no, nothing wrong with doing a gritty Batman, right? At the end of the day, his underpants are on the outside of his... You know what I mean? He's got his underpants on outside of his, uh, of his costume. Fucking <laughs> <laughs>
0: come on! No, no, come on, is that genuinely going uh, uh, so <laughs> to be your argument? He wears his bills on the wrong side of his pants. <laughs> so taking this as just such a gritty,
1: serious, up its own ass thing is, for me, it's, it's too much, and it's too bleak all the way through. So hang on, let me, let, let me go into detail. Um... For me, uh, there's just no levity all the way through it, and it's a really, really long film, and it feels longer than it is. It's, what, two and a half, two and two hours, 40 minutes, I think? It's it's approaching a three-hour mark. And a film that long needs a little bit of levity, and there is none. It's not that he doesn't try, but Christopher Nolan, and I'd have to say, for, for me, the biggest problem with this film is Christopher Nolan. Uh, he, he just can't do comedy. For me, Nolan is the tin man of of hollywood he he doesn't he just you know he doesn't have a heart you know and he can do he can do all these wonderful things i'm sure gav's gonna say you know great shots and great direction and you know it is true it's not it's not like a poorly done film by any stretch but the guy can't doesn't have a heart and he can't put anything into into his films you know think about dunkirk think about inception you know there's no there's no heart to a lot of his films but right Going back to the dark night.
0: What did you want in Dunkirk, by the way? Like a Python competition?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the options on the table there, Gab. But anyway, uh, like, the thing is, he tries to as well, and this is when it really, this is when the film falls flat. So he tries to put comedy in throughout the film, and it's best just to try and forget it happens, but it does happen in this film. So there are some really awful, awkward, weird uh, comedy moments like... Um, I think, when is it? Oh yeah, so uh, Rachel's fallen out of a building, and he slides down, uh, catches her, they fall down. They've had these serious, serious conversations. He crashes down off a building into a car, and she just looks at him and goes, well, I won't be wanting to do that again anytime soon. And it's like, the line just falls absolutely flax. it's all been this sombre bleakness. And then out of nowhere, you've got this kind of crap, 19 ac- 90s action line that is just really... Uh, you know, it's been done to death. Um, Let's not do that again, is what she says. There's also, like, in the so just, just, it's a few examples, but it's, it's often all the way through. There's, like, uh, in the back, in when he gets onto the bat bike and there's a chase, um, there's a guy who's picking his teeth in his wing mirror, and then the Batman smashes through his side mirror, and then he's picking his teeth and he does a Whoa? double take. And, then, like, soon after that, there's kids that are playing in the back, and Batman blows things up and goes past them, and they go Whoa? And then it's when he's trying to do comedy when he's trying to do that terrible love triangle between the characters that's when this film really falls flat it just doesn't it can only do bleak and it can only do overblown talking about you know going long overblown dialogue that completely sets out everyone's ethics in a batman movie so for me it just he can't do that sort of heart this film really really lacks uh, I, I think a really good example of this is think about, um, is it Michael Goff who played Alfred in the original Batman?
2: Yeah, was it was. Well, yeah. so, the Tim Burton Batman. The Tim Burton yeah.
1: Batman, yeah. Uh, so, right, I just want you to have that Alfred in your head when I say this. Right, there's a bit in this film, right, when Alfred, played by Michael Caine, talks about how he committed war crimes in Burma, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I don't know why, but he, he talks about a story where there was a Burmese man... Who was taking uh, jewels away from a local corrupt government that had, uh, you know, obviously taken this British special forces headed by Michael Caine and was bribing them. And he stole from them and gave to the poor, right? And then uh, you're like, right, well, hang on a minute. Alfred seems to be on the wrong side of this conflict. And at the end, you find out that he burned the Burmese forest down. <laughs> the story has no fucking context, it has no like relation to anything. It's just a dark, gritty story that you just think. Alfred, no, like, no, he just, he's a comic relief. Why, why make Alfred a Burmese war criminal? What the, why, (laughs) why is that necessary, Nolan? Just like, leave him alone. Um, So yeah, there's there's a lot, like I say, there's a lot going on. I could go on and on and on and on and on. Um, It's so serious. and, And also just the last point I'd like to make is just, it's quite hard to kind of give a shit in this film because a lot of all the way through, people are going like the people of Gotham. The people of Gotham need this. The people of Gotham need that. Where are the people of Gotham in this film? Like, I, I'd say you know this is kind of a point that Gav brings up a lot that there is a kind of a lack of diversity in this film. It's not film breaking, but a lot of it is a lot of it's white males. And but the main thing that's missing from this film is poor people. Where are any of the poor people that Batman is trying to protect in this film? there, there are none. Nolan can do opulence but he does not know how to do poor. And it, and that's really glaring in this film. So he can, you know, he can show all the lovely banks and all the lovely buildings and all the, you know, fancy parties, but where is anyone that's actually needs any help from him? They're just criminals. Basically. There's no, there's no uh, subtlety to it. Um, so yeah, so, so for me, there's just glaring flaws in this film that make it impossible. If it would been sh- if it'd been an hour and 15 minutes shorter, you might not have noticed, but I've, Two hours and forty-four minutes. The flaws are just so obvious. Sorry, Aussie. <laughs> 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 and I never signposted. I'm going to finish. <laughs> no, it's okay. So Sorry. Sorry.
3: So that's quite uh, quite damning. Um, sounds like uh, he, he genuinely hates this film. So I'm looking forward to a bit of a comeback
0: do a worry, mate you'll get it <laughs> like i've got genuine points here and not like it like oh uh, <laughs> hey, the yeah, character hey. rachel said something that was a bit off you know <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't enough humor in it
1: there wasn't that's a fair point right no, it, not, joined,
0: every, okay. not everything then,
3: needs then, it, to be hilarious let me give you a bit of a sum of where the points actually were there rather no. than uh <laughs> that flapping. so it's uh pretentious too gritty there's no let up whatsoever um there's no comic relief and the the attempts at comic relief are cheesy and out of place feel forced um you get stupid comic faces love triangles are uh are, are not i, th- I love think he was exaggerated. i don't think
0: there is there's is bits where <laughs> <He's> like not, <laughs> you're not exaggerating much. <laughs> so, uh, where batman a- gets bit by that dog he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like no. there's, a,
3: there's a there's a real lack of diversity there's no uh, there's no showing of the actual um you can't see, see the real people who are being affected. Yeah. By, by
0: okay. Times. Okay. Right. So, um, so first off, I'll cover the diversity bit because you you know me, I you know I hate when it's just all like you know, privileged yep, yep. white men in, in films, uh, and I will agree that there, there there isn't a lot of diversity. And you could argue and say that oh well, you know they're based on comic book characters, so they've gone with what the comic books uh, had written. But then you know you look at like Burton's Batman, and you see Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, and he gave a great performance in that. So you can't really use that argument. Uh, and yeah, no, I, I do think there's just a, a lack of diversity in it uh, and uh, you know I, I, I just think every film should be more ethnically diverse and more um, diverse with regards to uh, gender roles as well um, but uh, I'll go into uh, why I think the cast and the characters are so great in my next point Um so for, for, for now, you know, I'm not defending. I'm just saying that, you know, like it's, it, it's, it's not really excusable. Um, but the fact about uh, <laughs> Michael Caine's bit about it being a bear means war criminal, I think uh, Nolan's just trying to give a bit of a backstory to all of his characters. So you have this character of, of um, Alfred who was like this sort of like omnipotent, <laughs> just always in the background and always there to kind of pop up and say like these wise words in previous films, and in this, it's given him a bit of real depth, so you can kind of relate to him, and it lets um uh, Wayne relate to him a bit. I, I can't. No, not, not you, not Burma's you. Burma's what, Burma's what I meant is <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is Batman burn down a forest. <laughs> I've never burned down forests in Burma. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so I want to say about this film. Ignore everything Brucey says, uh, Austin. <laughs> which which can be quite easy to do most times, but it's even easier to do now because this film is an absolute masterpiece. Uh, what I love about this film is that there is a constant theme of duality in place. It's like chaos versus control the entire time. Uh, so when you look at Batman Begins, Bruce's parents were murdered, which sends him into an absolute chaos. Uh, then uh, um, Gotham itself went into chaos. It went you know really down the nick. Um, so uh, Batman is created to bring some control to the situation Uh, then um, the Joker is introduced, he wants to uh, unleash chaos um and the only solution is to give gotham a sense of control by batman taking the blame for it all at the end um well, taking the blame for, for harvey Dent's death and plunging his life into chaos again thus making it full circle so i think it's very very good there's a constant theme of duality which we'll go into more detail about when we talk about the casting characters but i think the storytelling overall is superb i don't think it's too bleak at all i don't think that every film needs to have some comic relief in it you know this is a bleak film and um, this is this is a difference from a different approach to what we were usually getting which is like kind of light hearted comic book everything's sort of like uh, colourful and you know it's great nobody really gets hurt this is like a sort of well you know what if this was in the real world this, this could happen and this is what would happen um, I, I think it's very very well written every scene is so well planned out the, foresh- the foreshadowing in it is immense as well um, you know that there's a, a, like some of the lines in it the dialogue is just masterful the, uh, the line uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain um, yeah, Bruce is shaking his head, but that is a really good line. And the fact that you know it happens later on—that's exactly what happens to Batman. Uh, you know, it's 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 really well—it's really well done. Go, go on, go on.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's so obvious that that's going to happen, though, isn't it? When he says that line, you can't help but roll your eyes and go, "Well, see where that's going."
0: Uh, but I don't know. I mean, like everybody else in the in the uh, audience that I was watching it with didn't go and well, like, oh. did just go and ask him. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> you know what? If I would have okay. petitioned okay. me, if I would have petitioned, their eyes. Order, right. Okay. order, right. Um, also, so some other lines. Uh, some men just want to watch the world burn. This foreshadowing again with the Joker. Just kind of, he gets all the money at the end, and then he just he burns it because it it, it doesn't matter to him. He's not materialistic. He just wants to bring chaos. Uh, and your line that you mentioned, "Why so serious?" That is like iconic. That is probably one of the Uh, top 100 um, movie quotes of all time now it was used as a great marketing ploy as well so months before um, actually being released there was like loads of why so serious and Joker smiles all over the place they did like a sort of um, a treasure hunt um, leading up to the film uh, all across America and it was really well received and as you said before um, it actually outsold Batman Begins the the entire gross that Batman Begins had made in uh, I think the first six days because it generated such a buzz from that one phrase um yes, the, the way it's filmed is absolutely amazing the opening scene is absolutely exhilarating it tells us all that we need to know about the joker uh, and it does so in this really like fast-paced michael mann style bank heist uh, is absolutely amazing the cinematography throughout uh, just absolutely great the um the way the, uh, the those scenes with the boats are filmed uh, you know the kind of um the the, the last kind of um i'm just trying to think you know like when when, yeah the ferries i couldn't think of the word ferries so the the scene with the ferries and the prisoner transit the way that's filmed absolutely beautiful the scenes in hong kong especially the one on the skyscraper that was like a real stuntman who was stood on the end edge of a skyscraper and and then when he jumps off and he's flying through hong kong the way the camera's following him and where the music cuts and you can hear the, the the cape rustling i just think it was just brilliantly done um the, the, also the scene where uh, harvey dent um he becomes two-faced the accidents that r- results in becoming two-faced I, th- I thought that was th- so well filmed it was obviously against um, what the comic books had told us they said that you know he had some acid thrown in his face which is they do like a little easter egg thing where you think that's going to happen but the guys pulling a gun and then you know that that's very cleverly done but when uh, he actually uh, falls over and he's he's fa- he's he's falling into um, the uh, the fuel or the gasoline and then yeah it gets but, yeah and it gets, it, yeah, it gets uh, the, and then it obviously starts burning. Like, you knew what was going to happen, but the fact is is that you're willing it not to happen. And I think that is the sign of a good storyteller who you, you, you can tell you yes yeah, something's going to happen and you all know exactly what's going to happen, but you are still kind of screaming for it not to happen. So you know I, I think that's really great that you can take something that you know is going to be inevitable and make you. Doubt it. Um, the, 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 I've got to say um also the direction the, the 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 prisoner transportation scene is absolutely heart racing his use of practical effects while he's doing it makes the whole thing even more exciting you know they genuinely flip that truck you know it just looks absolutely superb and um, also the direction of the joker's entrance at the Wayne party i thought that was just amazing and um, it makes a shift from a steady camera to handheld camera which kind of enhances a more chaotic and frenzied feel that's the only time that it's done in the film and you're thinking like oh you know you you actually you, you feel it a lot more. Uh, the fight scenes as well—they aren't split over loads of different camera angles. They kind of they take their time, so you can actually see the fighting that's happening. You can actually see the preparation that Christian Bale had gone through for the role, um, and you know the, the score as well is absolutely beautiful. Hans Zimmer just captures every scene so well, and I, I don't think any music could have gone as well with that film as as you know Hans Zimmer's score. And uh, my final point is like, this is like an, a nitpicking thing here, but there's something that really annoys me. You know, when you're watching a film and then uh, it does really well, and then a sequel comes out and they do an upgrade. Uh, of whatever it happens in every batman film it happens yeah. in every superhero film it happens in star wars you know like a suit or like a, a machine yeah, or like shit. a car yeah. gets updated w- within this they they wrote it into the film you know he appears uh, at, at the very beginning of the film wearing the old bat suit and he gets he gets bit, you know dog bites through it and then he's back at the uh, the lab and he's saying right we need to we need to change this make this make this make this and then he comes out with a better bat suit and i just think the way that they did that the way that they wrote that into it, it was just really well done once again a great sign of good storytelling so all in all i'd like to say austin this film is very very good and brucey is just bitter twisted old hermit well
3: <laughs> i mean i mean there's old, so okay so before i i ask a character witness i'm going to give you a chance to uh, to deal with someone like there's a lot of points there, there and were- in stark contrast uh, it did feel like that was a slightly more developed argument than your previous one. But I'm going to let you off because you went first. It's very difficult yes. going first. What a way to knock a guy's
0: So Pull your finger out, mate.
3: So rather rather than me deal with everything, here's the ones which I think okay. you should try and capture. So the cinematography, this um, this feel of how well the music and the sound effects play sure. play amongst each other the, with the score. So this whole choice of, uh, of camera angles, camera types... Uh, I want you to to discuss that, and then uh, general storytelling, and then one thing which just crept up with me there, and I might leave it for the character witness, but I'm going to see if you uh, you can answer it yourself. Is this duality theme, and is that okay? Yeah. Is that does that only work because it's the second in the series, or does it work as a
1: standalone? It doesn't work at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, right, I'm just going (coughs) to say the first one again. Just, just say whatever on. you want. To no okay, just boys. say one. Right, fine. Um, ju- Just a quick thing that I wanted to say is like Gav was saying that not every film has to have comic relief. I-, I just very quickly I'm saying that there is comic relief in this. It's just not done well. That was my point. Not that it should have. Anyway. Um, Going on to like Gav saying about the cinematography, and he's talking about these grand shots. They are done well. Like, there's no denying that. Like the, the 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 shot Gav said about the Shanghai and him standing, that is really well, like really memorable. There's even a shot of just the ferries as they're departing, which I thought was beautiful as well. Like, I'm not saying that Christopher Nolan can't do these shots. He can. He's yeah, yeah, really good yeah. at them. And in all his films, he does that grand. He does a really good grand sense of scale in his in his films, and it and it is really good. And it's very you know very iconic. Uh, there is pacing issues throughout this. So Gav saying this plot is absolutely fantastic. It, it, it's not... There is a huge pacing issue. It is too... It's far, far too long. And you feel like the film has ended about twice before it actually has. So there's a bit after Shanghai he comes back and that should be leading up to the face-off with the Joker. It does. Then the Joker goes here and he's and he's there and then he's, he's been... He's escaped and then he's come back and then Jim Gordon's dead and then he's not dead and then he's back. And then after all of that, it's like rachel uh spoiler massive spoiler alert coming up uh you know joe he becomes the two-face and rachel dies and then you're like oh that's a quite a cathartic ending there that's like you know he's lost something that matters even if a love triangle like i say didn't quite work and then there's another 45 minutes of film (laughs) after you think it's definitely ended there's another 45 i couldn't believe my eyes when i checked the time yesterday so i'm not saying that a lot of what gav said is absolutely right you know but there's too much of it and it's not being done well it's not being cut down and it's not being edited properly and like the score gav was saying again the score is good but that's a perfect example of why this film doesn't work because the score is good but it's unremitting and there's too much of it and again it's just it's dum dum dum, and it's just too it's dark it's dark it's dark it's dark and it for a film that long you need a bit more of a roller coaster you can't just have this unremitting okay that's
3: quite a good comeback, and uh, and I'm going to th- throw this over to you, Dave, right? Because this is uh, this is actually harder than I expected after the first uh, intercourse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa!
3: I'm on the other side of the room. No, no, yeah. that's, that's why that's why I'm giving you some I was abuse. Say, that's the tagline yeah, yeah. for Joel's porn, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the uh, the film is unrelenting. It is bleak. It is uh, it's hard. It's, it's hard work. It's hard to follow. It's essentially two films. It's a long film, and then a slightly less, film. slightly <laughs> less long film tagged on to the end of it. Is uh, is what what we're getting from the prosecution, and then from the uh, from the defence, we're getting this is a, a cinematic masterpiece. It's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to listen to, and uh, and the story is just great to follow. Help me out.
2: Okay, okay. Um, I think everyone's in agreement that this is shot beautifully. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, he knows about these shots, like Alex said, and he employs some good cinematographers. It looks great. I think the score is fantastic. I just want to point out, someone's not had due credit here. There were two composers that worked on this film. Hans Zimmer did all the big, sweeping, orchestral action sequences. James Newton Howard, another fantastic Hollywood composer, did the more subtle uh, Harvey Dent themes and the more gentle music, and he did a great job as well. Both of them worked so well together, you'd think they'd step on each other's toes. But no, apparently they got on like a house on fire. It really worked. Um, I understand where Alex is coming from when he says it, it's long. It is. And you notice it. It's not like some films where you're watching it and it's like, oh, wow, the two and a half hours just flew by. There does come a point when you're watching The Dark Night where you do mm. y- your eyes do go to your watch <laughs> for a second. But after you pass that point, and I think it is the point where I think Alex has pinpointed where it is as well, where it feels like everything's come to a conclusion, then it hasn't but the the following 45 minutes are a hell of a ride. And I think you forgive the fact that it lulls you into a false sense of security there because it does keep the pace going. Although you, it, it is long and you know it's long, I think there's enough momentum behind the plot and it's written well enough, as Gav says, that it does keep going and it doesn't hinder it too much. Um... I, I've got to say I loved Alex's bit about um, Christopher Nolan being the tin man know <laughs> I suppose that makes Michael Bay the scarecrow with no brain
1: you right? can keep this going we just, we, just
2: find, we just need to find our coward the that lion, takes no risks I
1: <laughs> have a think about that one
2: uh, anything else you want to know or is it I'm trying to think of anything uh, so
3: I'm going to save the other one until afterwards maybe this second round of, uh, okay. of arguments we'll, we'll get rid of a few questions who wants to go next
0: Pow, I'll have it. Okay. Alex, feel free to interrupt me as much as you want me because I'll just keep swatting you away. <laughs> <laughs> You make it very personal, these exchanges. <laughs> Sorry, man. You know, it's just you. I mean, I don't feel like there's <laughs> no, a no, market no. against tea. <laughs> it's
1: just you. <laughs> so, to
0: to <laughs> not be honest, no nothing pers- personal.
1: <laughs> Take it very personal. I oh, don't worry. It's just you.
0: To be honest, though, like, we did go and see this film together when it, when it came out. And I feel like maybe it's just all these years of, it's just been building up and that's why maybe it's become so personal.
1: I remember just on that point, I remember coming out and just like, you know, when you, I came out of a cinema with, uh, you know, about I it was four or five of us, And like, you know, when you're just thinking like, God, that was fucking shit. And like, you know, I was just walking along and like looking at you. And I remember you looking at me like going like, you know, big eyes, just looking. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you were like, that was brilliant. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh. I think at the time I didn't have the heart to say, you know. No, no no no, 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 bonfire. no, 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 no.
0: Mate, you've always had the heart to piss on <laughs> people's bonfires. You, you piss on people's bonfires when it's not even needed. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, yeah. So as we were saying earlier, duality is a constant theme throughout this uh, uh this film um bale christian bale uh well the character of batman uh this duality in the performance there he expertly plays the arrogant rich snob in bruce wayne but also the force that is batman um, his voice is often ridiculed and i reckon that alex is going to pick on that in a minute but this film is the very like it, it's very effective in this film uh, I think it goes uh, maybe a bit too far in the third film but in this film he definitely has the balance right of you know like kind of you've got uh, Bruce Wayne speaks in one way Batman needs to put on this performance he needs to be nightmarish and that's why he speaks in this way um, he was in absolutely great shape as well you know uh, the fight scenes really really well performed by him you can actually see that he's doing a lot of the fight scenes himself um, uh, and his acting is, is very, very very good you know this is an Oscar winning actor here who delivers really good performances when he finds out that Rachel is killed um, and he's got to kind. you know he realises that he's been sent to the wrong place and he's actually rescuing Harvey like he gives this really kind of subtle sort of like he knows he knows what's happened and it's like kind of he's got to kind of just grin and bear it because he's not he's not Bruce Wayne he's Batman it's just you know the acting is just great Um, you know when he he kind of there's a a bit later on where he feels like he's been defeated Uh, it's right at the end as well when he kind of accepts the blame of uh, Harvey Dent's death and he's like I need to go now you can kind of see that there's like a real defeat to him but he, he's trying to be heroic uh, you know he just pl- plays it very very well um, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal as Rachel uh, much better character to work with than Katie Holmes had. It was more fleshed out this time round. She gave a great performance as well. Uh, Once again, there's duality running throughout. Uh, She was split over uh, Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent. Um, She's also like a real driving force behind the movement to bring down the mob, as well as being a love interest to both Dent and Wayne. Um, And because of this, uh, and because her character is fleshed out much more than the first film, uh, her death... Spoiler alert is much more impactful than if it just would have been, you know, your kind of standard uh, superhero girlfriend, uh, you know. And, and the fact that it happened in the film in the first place was really, really shocking at the time. And it is when you go back and watch it now because uh, you don't expect it as well, she's in the middle of saying uh, saying something like, "Oh, I know Batman's going to come and say," Poof. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's it's like a bit, <laughs> like, a bit like shit. You know? <laughs> 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 have written that scene. <laughs> <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Aaron Eckhart again, duality, Two Face, and Dent. He plays the White Knight perfectly. And um, uh, people, uh, the biggest argument that people have is that Two Face wasn't in it a lot, and he was kind of like shoehorned in at the end. But there is an argument that he is uh, throughout the entire film via Eckhart's performance he's constantly conflicted between Batman's justice and Joker's chaos you know one minute he's like oh we need to bring this person to to order we need to kind of arrest this person and the next minute he's like oh I want to punch somebody in the face you know he's kind of constantly conflicted and you, and you can see his acting is absolutely superb as the film goes on because the Joker is just trying to get in him he's chipping away and he's chipping away and as the film goes on he's becoming more and more frustrated and more and more frantic uh, toward uh, you know after his accident he just completely unravels and it seems more believable than just like a sn- snap decision because the joker comes to him and he explains why you know he, he's done what he's done um you know it's yeah it's just very very well performed and um, another person who's probably a bit understated in this film is gary oldman but he is very great at just doing what is required of him you know he's in that film to uh, Hulk out, Jim Gordon's character. And I think his acting in the final scene is Oscar worthy. You know, oh my god, the, the final scene where he's got to kind of talk where, where he he thinks that his 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 child is about to die. Essentially, yeah. uh, that is just a very very good piece of acting. Obviously don't agree. (laughs) Oscar-worthy. Well, maybe not Oscar-worthy, but speaking about Oscar-worthy, there's just one performance in this film that you just can't get away from, and that is the performance of Heath Ledger. You know, beforehand, he was faced with so much criticism from fans and from general people who, you know, weren't even Batman fans. Everyone was just giving him stick because they were saying, you know, he is the ultimate worst option you had Jack Nicholson who was like the epitome of the Joker you've got Mark Hamill who's the voice of the Joker and then you've got Heath Ledger who's like this sort of I don't know sort of um, Hollywood's hunk you know how can he give that performance and he just literally shat on everybody's face you know this is <laughs> <laughs> literally.
1: <He> literally literally <laughs> shat on Jack Nicholson's face after he-
0: <laughs> yes yeah Jack Nicholson happily <laughs> ate a plate oh. of Heath Ledger's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. anyway no no, Gavin, so, Gavin is pretty flippant with the English language to be fair. So, so the opening scene sets out exactly what type of character he is. He's chaotic, he's untrustworthy, unhinged. Every scene from there just builds and builds upon that. Ledger doesn't waste a single second of screen time. He makes the most out of everything. Every scene is just absolutely brilliant. The, the scene where he, the, we um, he's holding the handheld camera and he kills the fake Batman. Um, the scene where he's dressed as a nurse. The final scene where he's upside down. The interrogation is unhinged. You know, the bit where he's he's clapping, you know, that was completely ad-libbed. Every single scene that he's in, you can say, oh, that was my favourite bit of the film. That was my favourite bit of the film. Everything is just an absolute riot. Um, My favourite scene is the scene at the party where he kind of walks in and he... Basically, just can take t- takes control of the room, uh, and that's not the the Joker doing that. That is Heath Ledger. His performance was just amazing. He just came in and he just changed the dynamic of the film. Um, and that it, that, it, that bit was so great that Michael Caine has come out and said that. um ledger's performance was so captivating that when he came into the room and he did, he did he did you know that scene that was the first time he'd actually seen him as the joker and michael cain said he was absolutely paralyzed with fear and was unable to deliver his lines because he was so taken in by heath ledger's performance and um, I, I, I also love as well that there's no backstory to the character every time he's telling he's talking about his scars it's a different story that gives it a Greater mystique, you know, and at the end of the day, it just kind of feels like sorry, just laughing at the cat. (laughs) It's every every time that he's he's talking about it, you don't know what's the truth. It's just so chaotic. like, it's it's a, f- a film in which the villain eventually wins as well, which is which is uh, uh, incredible when you think about it. What he really wanted to do was was uh, get rid of Harvey Dent. He wanted to turn him into like a murderous villain, and he also wanted to do the same with Batman. Uh, that happens with Harvey Dent when he becomes Two Face, and it essentially happens with Batman when he takes the blame for Dent and uh, the public think he's a a murderer. So, you know, he essentially wins, which is is really very interesting, very unusual for a superhero film as well. Um, But his performance... Changed the way that we look at the Joker. Uh, it was one of the most mesmerising, if not the most mesmerising, performance of a villain in cinematic history. Um,
4: <laughs> Jesus,
0: uh, come on, it's undeniable. Uh, but then you've got other people in the film. Kane is a calming presence throughout. Morgan Freeman. The, there is like this. The, 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 I love the interaction between him and Bruce Wayne, where he kind of sticking to his principles, saying, "Listen, you can use this bug and device, but I'm not going to be here afterwards." If you do, you know, it's very good performance. Uh, you've also Got a Cillian Murphy coming back again, Eric Roberts, Michael J. White. Every single actor in this film has almost been hand-picked for these roles just on their star quality and their performance alone. And like this cast is absolutely brilliant, and the characters are very, very well written. Wow. Okay. Like drop!
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come back at <Ellen>, him, please. <laughs> okay, I will. Uh, just Gav's first point was that Christian Bale got the batman voice right he didn't i mean it's it's pretty open that he didn't it's shit it's (laughs) his voice the way he does the batman's voice is ridiculous and it kind of breaks a few scenes to be honest when he's going it's not very good small point but it doesn't it does not work in the film um you know gav's talked a lot about the performances and you know, I'll have to agree, Heath Ledger is really good in this film, Gav's made a lot of points there which were spot on Uh, there's a lot of times when you're watching the film and you think oh yeah, no, he does that well, like when he's clapping sometimes when he's just saying some lines he he does it really well, so I'm definitely not going to say that the way Heath Ledger does the joke. I'd probably say he's not one of the best he's not the best cinematic villain ever, I'd definitely say that's nowhere near true, but I'd say like his performance in this is superlative, like I don't think anyone could have done that role better So yeah, so I'm not definitely not going to say Heath Ledger isn't great in this. Uh, What what I will say though is that Gav's talked a lot about this duality, right? And he's talked a lot about this chaos and the good and the bad. And the thing is, this this theme is overblown and done all the way through. It is not something that is shown throughout the film. It is told to us, you know? And I much prefer storytelling where we get, the, we pick this up from the plot, we pick this up from the nuances in the characters, we pick it up in the acting. We don't get that. We get this just said to us all the time. All the dialogue the characters are having is, um, oh, the people of Gotham need this, the people of Gotham need this. Chaos is this. I'm chaos. You're not chaos. You're good. And It's just so constantly these conversations are going on between all the characters so heath ledger's great but he's i think he's held back a little bit in this film by the script which is constantly saying oh, you're the joker i'm it, it, it this constant talking about the ethics which is just like for God's sake, can you just have a bit of fun? Again, why are we all so serious? Can we not just crack on and do a bit of villainy here? Do we have to talk about the, the ethical and philosophical repercussions for the people of Gotham? Again, you know, maybe a little bit, but it's it's gone on again and again and again. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is okay in this film. She's not as good as Gav said. She's okay. She doesn't have that much of a role, to be honest. Uh, you know, there's this thing of like, Harvey Dent is the only person who can possibly... Uh, car- no, I mean, what about you know, what about Rachel in this film? Uh, you know, she can't be the White Knight, I suppose, because she's only one out of two, right? She she can't, you know, she she it, it, she hasn't got that much of a character. She's kind of killed off because she's not got got that much of a character. I think it was the best thing they could do, because really, there's not much to her at all. Uh, Aaron Eckhart plays it okay. Uh, he plays a lot of it with half his face in CGI when he really comes into the film, so it's it's hard to see his acting too much because half of it you're looking at the other side of his face which isn't him Um, He also it's really unbelievable in this film Gav said it's great when he becomes no it's shit it's completely (laughs) shit when he turns bad it's just like what <laughs> the Joker puts a gun in his hand and puts it to his head, and Aaron Eckhart's like, oh, no, <laughs> it's not the Joker. that uh, it, uh, He's talking to Eric Roberts, and he's saying, like, no, it's the uh, it, I, the Joker's just the person who's been put off the leash. I want to know who, who had the hand on the leash. No, just blow his fucking brains out, which is just what he would do, and then kill everyone. You know, the Joker's just killed the love of his life, right? So he would just blow his brains out. It's unbelievable. And also it's unbelievable that Aaron Eckhart just becomes this complete badass out of nowhere. Like, he apparently can just go into mobsters cars with guns out of nowhere, just sort of slip in and no one's going to notice. I don't know. Did he get that from Harvard law? Just became, he just becomes <laughs> this absolute unremitting like badass, you know? And I'm not saying yet yeah, he could have, he could have turned evil, but his effectiveness at being evil, the, the fact that he's going around shooting cops is unlikely to considering that cops probably have a little bit more experience of dealing with, you know, people with guns than a lawyer would. Um, there's also a big bit, you know, Gav was talking about Gary Oldman in this film. I don't think, I think he's criminally underused. And I just don't think oddly enough, because there's so much, so many performances is there's kind of no time for him. There's also a really, really shit bit in the plot that Gav was talking about with Jim Gordon. Uh, when, uh, like remember where Gordon dies, like, you obviously know that he's not dead because Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, has just been shot and there's no fanfare about it. It's just like, oh, Jim Gordon's dead. You have a quick scene where his family are told and that's it. So, you know, watching it in the cinema, you just go, well, he's not dead. You know, he's coming back. And the way he comes back is so, um, it's just so shit. He, he, so you have that bike scene, right? And it just is worth going over that bike scene. If you remember it right, the Joker, the the you know that bit where the truck comes up, a great shot as well. Well done, Nolan. The shot, yeah, the yeah, come, yeah. truck comes up and it crashes down on the floor, and then the Joker gets out again. Another good performance by Heath Ledger. Loveway he stumbles and sort of shoots the gun a bit, and then it's really, really well done. And then Batman just decides to roll, run his bicycle at him full pelt, right, screaming and going <laughs> raw, <laughs> right. I don't know why he doesn't stop the bike, maybe a few meters away and then go over and punch the joker out. He decides instead to just roll at him until he has to go out the way. I don't know what he was thinking. Was he, you know, and then he turns the bike and he gets a little bump on his arm from hitting the, you know, the truck that's been rolled over. And then he just rolls over onto the ground. He's like, Oh no, I can't, you know, I might've fallen off entire buildings, but I just dumped my bike. So I can't, you know, I can't definitely can't get up. It's completely unbelievable. And then uh, the Joker, like, is about to you know shoot him or do whatever or take his mask off, and then Jim Gordon turns up, and it's just no fucking way. This is no, this is just completely unbelievable. This was like planned in some way that you got out of the car. It's just really, and it falls quite flat as well for like a big reveal that Jim Gordon is still alive. So if you actually look at that scene, it's completely unbelievable. It's shot well, and you could almost get away with it, but the the plot hole just 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 doesn't. So. I'm not saying the performances aren't great. I'll stop now. Like the performances are great, but the plot itself isn't. The hot there are holes in it, and also the fact that the characters just spend the entire film talking about the people of Gotham and the symbol of Batman and all of this and going on and on and on and on and on and on it just makes the it-, it lessens the performances by significantly.
3: Okay, so we got pretty contrasting views for everybody except for Heath Ledger, to be honest with you. So Heath Ledger aside. I'm going to ask you to say yes or no.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Christian Bale.
2: Yes, with a hesitation, but
3: yes. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do you want to elaborate at all?
2: Um, he's he's good. He's very good. He is overshadowed a bit by Ledger, but I think Bale knew that he would be and accepted it. Okay, so that's the, the only
3: going. real reason it gives you that's the hesitation. That's
2: because Ledger is so mesmerizing. He does overshadow the protagonist in Batman, but I think Bale understood. Bale knew, and I think his performance is still good. It's still a solid performance from him.
3: Okay, the voice uh,
2: isn't that bad. I kind of like the Batman voice. It's become kind of iconic now. You know,
3: do you not think that does that? Do you think it's become an internet meme and an internet sensation for a, a good reason or just just it just happens? Because it's it
2: is just... so distinctive, it's become an internet meme. Because it is so, it, it, it's bizarre hearing him speak like that. Okay, like, I swear to God, swear to me,
3: like, <laughs> it is quite
2: funny to hear. But it works. You know, you can you need someone to strike yeah. fear into people, so it kind of works.
3: Okay, and then um, Gary Oldman.
2: Gary Oldman is fantastic. I understand where Alex is saying when he says he's underused, but I think you feel that because he is so good. I think that Gav's not the only one to say he was uh, Oscar-worthy. A few critics, Mark Kermode included, have said that Gary Oldman should have been the one up for Best Supporting Actor for that because his performance was so powerful. Underused, perhaps, but he's not. Commissioner Gordon's never a protagonist in the comic books, really. So I think used to the right amount.
3: Yeah, okay. And then um, Aaron
2: Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, fantastic. Really good job. Really impressed me in this. Really good job. Uh, Heath, uh, Heath Ledger. Harvey Dent is, um, yeah, it, it does feel a bit rushed at the end. You almost wish that they'd left him the disfigurement and then let's carry the story on another okay,
3: time. Okay, it could have been a separate film altogether. It that. could have okay. been.
2: It felt a bit rushed, but I think Gav's right. The seeds were sown early on with Harvey Dent with the, uh, when he punches one of the plaintiffs yeah. in, in a court case. It's like, ah, he's got an angry side. He's got that badass side, as Alex put it. It's there. It's just very subtle. And then this psychological break brings it out of him.
3: Okay, and then we did touch on this earlier, and Gav sort of conceded that uh, that there isn't much diversity, but I suppose Maggie Gyllenhaal... Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal?
2: Um, Alex is right. She's okay. Yeah? She's not great. Um, it, It's kind of a bit of a wooden performance from her. I think the role was there. It was a better role than Katie Holmes had to work with. So it's a shame that... Maggie Gyllenhaal didn't really grasp. It with it, both so, hands. So,
3: so in essence, she had, she had the opportunity. A a role. The, the there roles, was an opportunity yeah, to have done a good job. This is but. a better
2: version of Rachel Dawes than we saw in Batman Begins, but I don't think Maggie Gyllenhaal was the actress to take it forward. She's okay, not bad, but she's not particularly good. And I just want to say about the the bike scene. I, I love that scene. I think that's a great scene where Heath Ledger just stands in the middle of the road and he's like, come on, come on, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. And Batman is seriously thinking about killing him. He, he's thinking of run, plowing the bike straight into him. That's what he why he's screaming because he's got this inner conflict and last minute he's like, no, can't do it. Bails the bike, hurts himself. And I think there's, there's an element of humour that Alex said was, was uh, missing where Heath Ledger gets the knife out and he's about to kill Batman and that's when Jim Gordon comes along, puts the gun to the back of his head and Heath Ledger's Joker goes... Uh, can you just give me a minute while I just <laughs> and he gets pulled off it was yeah. like can you just give me a second just to cut his face off
0: <laughs> I think that that's you know what Alex when you were saying about the misplaced humor I think Heath Ledger's uh, like hilarious uh, throughout this film he keeps on saying like these, the, these mannerisms and some of the things that he says it's are not really not funny,
1: funny though, is it? it's not like
0: yeah but you, know, you wouldn't want him to be you wouldn't want him to be like well, an no, actual exactly, clown yeah, you know Patch not. Adams yeah, <laughs> <it's, laughs> <yeah. laughs> you okay. put words in my mouth I, just for
3: record I did not say <laughs> I wanted a joke to be <laughs> okay well um, do you want should we do um, should we do some round up statements yeah. let me have uh, your final statement and then, then give me some time to deliberate okay uh, who wants to go first
0: I will um, I
3: will go first okay Well, no, actually no Alex Alex
0: no I, 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 can, can Alex go first just for like
3: because I, Alex is uh, prosecution I think you should go first yeah. I
1: will go first um, are you ready yes okay go Right, um, like I'm saying, there's a lot of Gav, a lot of things that Gav said that he's right on. You know, so why should this film be on the shit list? You know, yeah, it's shot well. Yes, there's some good performances in it, especially from Heath Ledger. But the reason it should be on the shit list is be- it's massively overrated. And you can sort of think that this film is better than it actually is with some very simple things, with a bit of editing, with just cutting the storyline down by quite a lot. This film could have been an absolute outright classic, right? If with just Heath Ledger in it, this could have been an absolute classic. Its scope was too big. You know, it went too grand. It went too big. It tried to bring too many different things in and it didn't have the necessary levity to make it work. It didn't have that necessary thing just to sort of, to brighten the darkness a little bit and to, le- and to get you through two hours and 44 minutes of it. So although Nolan could, could do a good hour and a half film, He has not done a good two hours and 44 minutes film. Shit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you very much. That was good. And and a defence, please.
0: Okay. In three, (laughs) two, one, go. Okay, this is a this film is a cinematic masterpiece. It's well-crafted characters, expert storytelling, unforgettable dialogue, exhilarating action scenes, a beautiful score and captivating performances all expertly directed by Nolan. It's in the top 250 films of all time on IMDb. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 94%. It was the first ever comic book movie to gross over a billion dollars worldwide. It got an Oscar for best sound editing, um, which uh, was the first ever com- Comic book ever to be nominated for uh, eight Oscars, um, and obviously a posthumous Oscar for Heath Ledger as his role in the um, as, as the Joker. Uh, also, he won a record thirty two Best Supporting Actor awards uh, posthumously, uh, including Baftas, Golden Globes, etc. Um, it's it, it's in Empire's five hundred greatest movies of all time. It's not just a comic book film. It's not just a sequel. This is one of the greatest films ever made, uh, which is only made better by Ledger's incredible. Performance that transcends cinema.
1: Whoa! gong yourself, dickhead!
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's more like it. Okay. So just Sorry. Like, oh, crum
0: it, crum it in. <laughs>
1: Sorry for calling you a dick. <laughs> you're, not,
0: you're, not right. you're not sorry. You're uh, not sorry. So while Austin is deliberating over which list <coughs> hits this film should be placed on, uh, let's have a bit of a quiz. Let's do it. Okay, I've got a song for this one as well. Are you ready? Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight in Heaven. Okay, so this quiz is a quiz I like to call, but very funny. So I want you guys to tell me, I'm going to listen nine characters or uh, I'm going to say nine things and you've got to tell me if they're either a Batman villain or a heavy metal artist um in a <laughs> quiz I call Bats Entertainment oh <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> I really like that one
0: okay so um uh, number one Baroness Bats or Entertainment Dave Bats uh Entertainment uh Bat okay uh well done um Alex, uh, it is entertainment. It's a metal band. Grammy-nominated sludge metal band, apparently. Sludge metal? Yeah, sludge metal. Uh, Okay, number two. Joker's Daughter. Is it Bats or Entertainment?
2: Entertainment.
0: Entertainment. Mm, Bats... But, uh, like, uh, uh, yes, try to throw a care ball in. It's bats. Uh, oh, so, um, double bluff. Uh, Yeah, double bluff, man. Uh, it's uh, about a mad girl who asked the doll maker to put Joker's DNA into her. Of course. Yeah. Obviously, obs. <laughs> uh, number three, biohazard, bats or entertainment? Entertainment. Bats.
3: Alright, can I just say something here? I wasn't listening when you explained what the rules of the game were. <laughs> Jesus. So I've just been guessing the last two. You're going to tell me if
0: they're a Batman villain or if they're a metal band?
3: Oh, okay. I thought we were trying to work out whether they were an actual bat. Oh, oh, oh. I see, man. Oh, I wish you hadn't explained it to him now. Is
1: this a type of bat? Joker's daughter.
0: It's a bat. Yeah, is it a type of bat, essentially? Uh, Yeah, so it is entertainment. Acknowledged as one of the earliest bands to feud hardcore, punk, and heavy metal with hip-hop. Gavis, bat of the day. Uh, Okay, calculator. Bats are entertainment?
2: Um... I'm going to say bats.
0: Yeah, me too, bats. A calculator bats. Um, yeah, you're all right. Uh, Noah Cutler, highly trained villain who dressed no shit like a pocket calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 he dressed with a pocket calculator or as a pocket a calculator? calculator. <laughs> shit. No. Why not, eh, hey, why not? Okay, uh, <laughs> number did f- what? Just did some... Uh, just, uh, you know, fuck f- stuff up for <laughs> people. Fuck, yeah. I think
3: he's in um, Lego
0: Batman, isn't he? He, he probably is. They yeah, do a big is. thing yeah, right at yeah, the yeah, beginning, yeah, don't they? yeah. Okay, number five, Mastodon, uh, bats or entertainment? Entertainment. Entertainment. Uh, yes, entertainment. Uh, yeah, our entertainment. American heavy metal bands who won the two thousand eight, uh, two thousand eighteen Grammy for best metal performance. So stick that up your pipe, Alex. Uh, number six. I, I didn't. I wasn't a runner up. On.
1: Yeah, <laughs> wasn't runner up there. Uh,
0: number six, Turbo Wolf, bats or entertainment?
2: uh i want to say
0: bats yeah for the exact set, i want and, it to be i bats. want it to be uh, entertainment uh, yeah it is entertainment very funny uh some guy in work i was like oh how was your weekend and he said oh great i went to uh, a, a gig in manchester on a uh, friday a band called turbo wolf and i was like oh i know them they are right? Um metal rock band from bristol <laughs> <laughs> i knew it i'm all about the facts mate okay number seven gentleman ghost bats or entertainment
2: I want it to be Bats
0: again. Again, it's, bats. Got, yeah, it's got to be Bats, hasn't it? It is Bats, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just some lads who's a, who's a ghost and a gentleman. <laughs> uh, number eight, Abattoir. Uh, abattoir. Yeah. Entertainment. Bats. Uh, entertainment. Uh, yeah, it's Bats. Well done, Alex. Oh, well. Cannibalistic killer. Uh, and number nine, the final one, the very, very, very sinister-sounding Cheshire.
3: I want to say bats. Bats. It's going to be it's, it's going to be entertainment, isn't
0: it? No, it's bats. Oh, is it? Come yeah, oh, oh, right. is uh, a cat? Cheshire cat. Yeah, oh, no, it's a female assassin who teamed up with the also hilariously named KG Beast. <laughs>
1: See, wow. I've heard of KGB but yeah. to... for, for every joke of is about a hundred of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah.
0: The, con- con- the condiment king is one of
1: Calendar them. Calendar man. <laughs> yeah. The
0: condiment king. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, in, um, he's in like a Batman as
3: well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Calendar man's a good one. Because
3: I thought a lot of them were just um, jokes. Just nope. Mm, they're they're made up, but they're
0: right. real. Yeah. Real. They're, they're real. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's um, Eggman as well, isn't there? Egghead. Eggheads. That's it. Egghead, played by Vincent Price in the TV series. Uh, yeah, good <coughs> fact. the Another great, fact. the, the yeah. great Vincent Price. And uh, anyway, uh, Austin, are you ready? Are you ready for the? You know what? In your
1: hands here, Aussie.
3: I, I actually think you both did a very good job there, and it's quite difficult to uh, to pick it out. So, but the, part of the problem, you did agree on a lot of the things which I enjoy in a film. You agreed wholeheartedly on, you know, great score, great cinematography. You know things that get you into photography really change no, your life. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do, don't do this. I but um, but yeah, I mean, you both agreed on that. You both agreed that there was some really good acting. You, you disagreed on some people's acting, but for the most part, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was pretty good. I thought uh, the arguments on on both sides were uh, were pretty awesome, and it's hard to to separate them but I think in the long run my I'm going to land with a lot of what the character witness backed up and it was uh, I think I think it's going to go on the hit list and I'm uh, very sorry Alex to uh, to hurt me again yeah to hurt you again but Gav well done it was a good set of arguments and you pulled
0: me over Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Um, uh, you can pick up that bribe later on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just get um,
2: to take yeah. one of the cats on. <laughs> yeah. you yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, gets a couple of Freddos. Um, <laughs>
3: Fluffy bastard.
0: Okay. So I reckon I was going to say, you know, c- can we, can we guess what everyone's genuine opinions were? But Dave uh, and Austin, obviously you were genuine. And I think myself and Alex made our genuine thoughts very clear throughout.
1: Yeah. I, it, just to say, like, I, I, I probably would say, I don't know. I would have put it on the shit list because for me, like, it's not hit. It's not perfect for me. I my idea of a hit list is like it has to be absolutely perfect, which probably is a little bit too. Have
3: you extreme. seen our hit list?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think for our hit list, Dark Knight probably, you know, is
3: yeah. But but equally, the shit list is not just shit films. It's, it's films that it's don't not- quite make it. So,
1: it, like,
0: Suspiria, <laughs> <laughs> Suspiria, man.
1: So, I, I like, I, I do, I sort of see where you, why you put it on the hit list, but also, like, part of me wanting to put dark. I, I suggested putting the Dark Knight on trial. And partly just because, honestly, I just wanted to air my grievances with this film. Because, uh, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm sick of people talking to me like it is a perfect... People talk about it, it's like not even a superhero film. Like, oh my god, like there's just this, this, the, like, the political feelings in it. The, no, 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 no. It, it, it's not that good. Like, it, it's, it's messages are a bit confused, and it's too long, right? I, it's beautifully shot, and there are some cracking performances in it, undeniably. But it's not like this... People talk about it like it's absolutely, you cannot criticise it, and you absolutely can. It is flawed.
0: Yeah, and ultimately it's just about a guy who's running around with his bills on the wrong side Thank of his you. pants. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> you know, exactly.
3: In actual fact, I don't think I really enjoyed uh, Dark Knight when I, when I saw it. I didn't, didn't dislike it fully, but I didn't think it was a hit. I think I actually fall more in line with Alex overall. I just felt it, the arguments. What the I don't think. <laughs> Why would you do the these things?
0: But the he, yeah, the, the, Austin is the uh, like is, is the epitome of a great judge. He didn't bring his personal feelings into it. He based his his, his final decision based solely on the arguments that were put to him. And obviously, can, my keep your argument was better. But I felt some of your
3: grievances weren't the same as my grievances, and maybe sure. that was just where it fell apart. Sure. Because uh, and, and and overall, Gavin's pretty good at. Uh, grabbing everything to get their own
2: i think alex has a point though it is overrated and it is definitely flawed but it's still a good film the right decision i think has been made
0: right so um higher or lower on imdb than face off (laughs) i think you brought (laughs) you brought it up in your your argument i'm gonna say considerably higher higher. yeah you're all right okay so what it uh, is alex 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 doesn't get a a say yeah yeah yeah, captain dave ozzy um what what do you reckon out of 10 8.9.
3: 8.9 yeah
0: 9 9 yeah uh, LC's he's right bang on the nose 9 mm-hmm. what a treat um yes. <laughs> so um uh, yeah just to close things off, um we uh, always have a caption contest and this week I took a picture of well, I take a picture of the film and then I asked people to put a caption to it. And this week it is the uh, I took a picture of the Joker walking away from the hospital just after it's exploded. Um so uh, basically I'm going to Say the captions, and you guys have got to pick the the favorite. And the winner gets a lovely, shiny, frog-shaped, chocolatey delight. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, which if you've seen the news recently, they're actually going to lower the price of Freddo's for the first time ever. Fantastic. Which which uh, is a winner for us, essentially. That's Uh, one massive
2: overhead (laughs) (laughs) reducer.
0: Okay, right. So, um, right, starting off with... um, okay right. uh, people didn't know what to make of the late 70s early 80s comedy remake of only when i laugh the dark turn of the character roy figures caught everyone by surprise <laughs> it's lost on me i'm really sorry i'm really <laughs> sorry, sorry for the reference really, really, that feels really, like a really well thought yeah, out. It's really
1: good if that's I knew that show uh, it's
0: it. really good uh, okay um, number two dark knight was on the wrong side of drag history <laughs> uh, okay, number three. When I woke up, I just felt like redecorating everything, and they've got and then they've got the gif of the uh, Bay Spice guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, uh, number uh, four. Um, okay, uh, I don't know if I should sing this one. A tiptoe through the window, by the window, never will be Yeah, okay, and um, the last one is uh, Trump after repealing Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for Trump. I've got to give it to Trump. Yeah, I think Uh, Trump as
2: well. I was hoping to hear something (laughs) about Jeremy Hunt making cuts, but uh,
0: (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) I think Trump comes close. Okay, so uh, congratulations, movie guru. Uh, Fredo will be on its way to you shortly. Uh, So just to say that we have picked the next film to be put on trial out of the hat at random, and it is going to be the, the death of Stalin. yeah okay so we've also picked the roles at random so in the role of defense it's going to be me in the role of (laughs) prosecution it's going to be austin in the role of character witness it's going to be alex and in the role of judge is captain dave so how do we feel about those jobs yeah,
2: yeah, I be. think I can do that. I actually haven't seen it, and I'm too minded to whether I should before I do it. Yeah. I think you should wait. I think, I, think... I, I
3: don't want you to be tainted. I think I don't I... want you to. I don't want to put you through that piece of shit.
2: <laughs> I think I should watch it, but I should be stinking drunk when I do.
1: <laughs> Are you ever not? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I
2: feel like Dan's Washington. <laughs> <flies. Anyway. laughs> I'm, drunk now. I'm drunk now.
0: Okay, so just want to say a big, big thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode and all of our other episodes. You can catch all of our episodes. And our future episodes on our brand spanking website um, I was going to say brand spanking new but it's not just brand spanking is that, is that a <laughs> thing that to you say spank. yeah, we spanking spank brands, on our spanking uh... website <laughs> Uh, films on spanking website, Just it, me. it is Oh, b- believe me you, you will want to either There's be a, or give spanks there <laughs> is
3: a secret page with just spanking on it yeah uh, keep our hits up
0: see if you can <laughs> <See> find <if laughs> no wonder yeah. so many people have been tuning <laughs> in recently um, okay and you can also check us out on iTunes as well films on trial um, why not check us out on Twitter at film trials please do put forward films to be put in the hat we will whack them in the hat and eventually we will uh, put him on trial. Um, also, while you're there, why not check out our good friend Winston Sang at the underscore quirks He is the guy who's responsible for all, our, all our, blah 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 all our hilarious artwork. I particularly like his one this week, which is me as Heath Ledger's Joker, uh, which makes a change from me as Mark Hamill's Joker because I think I look exactly like Mark Hamill's Joker—big long jaw and uh, big it's ears. What me to you, exactly. <laughs> Bad, <laughs> uh, um, Yeah. also uh, why not check us out on YouTube Facebook and Instagram Films on Trial Uh, so yeah it's been an absolute delight uh, recording this episode for you guys and we will be in your ears next week with the death of Stalin goodbye